0: In the criminal justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. The police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories.
1: Welcome to South Philly's only podcast with your hosts, Marky Mark and Tony Nicky Jr.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, you are now on the mark, and we are coming to you live from Skyfall Studios, right here in South Philadelphia. And this is a special on the mark report, Making a Murderer, the Cosmo DiNardo story regarding the brutality in Bucks County.
3: Yeah, Mark, a lot of people have been following the story since it's broke, and you can see why. It's a movie-like story when you get down to the details. So, you know, we figured, why not come on and give our opinions on some of the things, lay out some of the facts for everybody, and uh, have the conversation like we like to have.
2: Yeah, Benny, we're big on the conversation. Look, if you're like me, you caught bits and pieces of this story, whether it was on the news or social media, you caught pieces here and there. I didn't exactly know the timeline. People were mentioning it to me at first. I didn't even know what the hell they were talking about. So, frankly, we're going to lay this thing out because the fascination with this story has been through the roof. At the local level, it was... Basically, 24 hour coverage for a while there. Absolutely. And uh, it even got strong national attention and is still getting strong national attention. I mean, Benny, this story has Netflix documentary, uh, Hollywood movie, uh, CNN documentary, whatever uh, written all over it.
3: Absolutely. First, I would like to get out that here at On the Mark, we absolutely. Give our condolences to all the families hurt in all of this. I think, I think that despite the movie quality of it, there is that human aspect. But once you escape that a little bit, once you back off, there really is a movie in the making in this story.
2: Yeah, no question about it. Condolences uh, to the victims' families and whoever's uh, been affected by this.
3: It's horrible, man.
2: And whoever's been affected by the brutality in Bucks County.
3: I mean, it really is like a movie quality, such as, like, it reminds me of almost an alpha dog or one of those type of movies, Mark.
2: Yeah, it reminds me of, like, uh, Scream 4, um, and, uh, but, you know, like, I, I hate to... Do the whole situation a disservice and compare it to movies but it's just sure. it's just so imminent. it's just so there in your face the way this thing is played out because unfortunately the fact of the matter is america the american audience is fascinated with murder murderers and crime stories <laughs>
1: is filmed on location with the men and women of law enforcement all suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law
2: i couldn't believe the attention this thing was getting at first so like any other uh news outlet that you guys know and listen to on the mark is giving this story some coverage because that's our prerogative benny we're a news outlet
3: we're a media group listen at the end of the day you guys drive us to what you want to hear so we're going to put our input on on it you're right. going to hear a little on the marks take on this stuff right on this tragedy
2: on on the brutality in bucks county
1: absolutely And
2: frankly i'm not one of the americans that's fascinated with murder uh i watched a few murder documentaries gave me terrible anxiety making a murderer on netflix freaked me out i will never step foot in wisconsin the music in that show Everything about that show, that even the the law enforcement officials, the murder suspects, the family member, everything about that documentary freaked me the hell out, Benny. And I have no clue how I watched the whole thing. I don't even know why I did. Anxiety through the roof watching that bullshit.
3: Yeah, I'm the exact same way, Marky. You now I did fall in love with Making a Murderer, that original story. It was very, very intriguing to me. But usually, it doesn't really captivate me too much, but this one, you know, has kind of gotten a hold of me the same way, you know, that one or O.J. would have, you yeah. know what I mean?
2: Yeah, the O.J. documentaries that were coming out last year were pretty freaky, too.
3: I was watching one earlier today for the 12th time.
2: Yeah, exactly. American, you know, Dexter. Yeah. Show about a serial murder, killer. Yeah. Um American uh, Psycho.
1: Sure. Christian you
3: know,
2: Bale. A yuppie killer. You know, you look at all the movies uh, that are based around serial killers that people love, critics love. Not to mention just folklore like Jack the Ripper. Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. And just real-life folklore. Like, say, a Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Or, um, you know, Charles Manson. Or, you know, that whole thing.
3: So... Well, this certainly isn't the first. And it certainly will not be the last that America
2: gets fascinated with one of these type of stories.
3: Absolutely. It gets fascinated by. It.
2: Now later in the show, gang, we got top ten ranking South Philly socialite Gary Sauce Gerace coming on to discuss a sneaker transaction he had with Cosmo Donardo. We're gonna get Gary's take on that because from what I'm uh, understanding this this didn't take place too long ago. And I, I look I don't know the entire story. Gary briefly mentioned it to me, but we're going to we're going to figure out what's going on with those two when we get Gary on the show later on.
3: That should be exciting, Mark, because you know, after something like this happens, the main question is really what was going through the murderer's head. So it's going to be interesting to maybe be able to see a little what was going through that man's mind
2: around right. this time. And, and 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 folks, when when we break this thing down, we're we're going to even discuss some of the messages that Cosmo was sending out to women and acquaintances and people that owed him money. He was a he's a wild wild guy. Scream sociopath, Benny.
3: Yeah, well they say that there's some mental health issues in there so you know those can't be taken lightly and it seems as he got older and probably got more advanced in drug use and apparently hit his head in a big accident
2: right brain injury from a atv accident where he almost died right and he was borderline left for dead in the middle of nowhere right
3: as far as i know he was left for nowhere for a few hours kind of unknown nobody knew where he was until he was found and from what i've heard a lot of friends and acquaintances say he truly changed for the worse after that accident and became a different person
2: yeah and, a more
3: violent person.
2: And we, we've we heard that same stuff with former football players, former pro wrestlers, like uh, Chris Benoit, sure. who had a massive concussion history and killed his whole family yeah. out of nowhere.
3: What she, about that stealer that freaked out on his family right. and then drove his car into the wrong lane? Sure. Blew up. Eagle safety Andre Wooders. Sure.
2: there's You know, just see the movie Concussion with...
3: Uh, well, yeah, you'll you, get them all.
2: You'll get them all in that movie, but...
3: Will you Smith. So
2: it's like scientifically proven now, apparently, that brain injuries can bring about violence in people. Sure. Kind of crazy, kind of interesting. I don't know if I totally buy it, but I think I do.
3: I absolutely buy it. It makes perfect sense. Not necessarily that it causes violence so much as it changes the person's personality to the point where they're...
2: More prone to... To commit violence.
3: Absolutely. Not only that, they don't even know who they are at some let yeah, alone other yeah. people. So, you know, so I can imagine one in that state would be a little scared, would be a little paranoid, would make some rash, wrong choices, and it could probably get out of hand.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So when I'm catching bits and pieces of this story, and I'm seeing and hearing this name, Cosmo DiNardo... The first thing I immediately think of is DiNardo's Crab House.
3: I thought a Cosmo from Seinfeld.
2: You thought of Cosmo Kramer. I thought of Cosmo's... I thought of DiNardo's Crab House on Race Street in Center City. A Philly tradition for 35 years.
3: The place is fantastic.
2: Great crabs. You, You go to town on the crabs. You go to town on the fries. Just all that shell cracking claw-sucking fun, Benny.
3: I'm all about that. I'm a huge seafood guy, and that's right up my alley.
2: That's fun eating. That's as good as it gets. You got to be in the mood to work a little bit when you eat crabs. So anyway, that's what I'm thinking when I'm just catching bits and pieces of this story. You're nervous. So that's what I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, I'm nervous that they're going to inspect and shut down the crab house. Yeah. Uh, That's what's so nice about this special report for our listeners. It's going to fully recap this story, fully take you through from beginning to present, and uh, at the same time raise some points that maybe you didn't think were out there, and get some inside scoop from Gary Sauce Juries.
3: And truly make sure that this sick killer is not related to the Great Crap Shack. You're going to truly know that.
2: Once this episode is over and done with, you're going to see the difference between DiNardo's Crab House and Cosmo DiNardo's brutality in Bucks County.
3: Two polar ends of the spectrum, man.
2: Yeah, one's a happy place and one's a a
3: horror land. Polar opposites.
2: So gang, we're going to go to break real quick, and when we get back, we're going to jump into this timeline... Regarding the brutality in Bucks County, On the Mark, Making a Murderer, The Cosmo DiNardo Story. <laughs>
1: You are now on the mark with the Al Capone of Podcasts, your host, Marky Mark.
2: Welcome back to On the Mark, Making a Murderer, the Cosmo DiNardo story. On July 5th, a young Pennsylvania man disappeared. Three other men went missing two days later, and this is where the the news began to seep into the, into the media. Jimmy Patrick, a 19 year old college student, living with his grandparents, agrees to meet Cosmo DiNardo to buy four pounds of marijuana for eight grand. Jimmy was never going to come back from that meeting, Benny.
3: He also didn't go there with the grand.
2: Jimmy showed up with $800 and told Cosmo that's all he has.
3: Big difference.
2: Major difference. Major, major difference. So Cosmo apparently offered to sell Patrick, Jimmy's friend, a shotgun for that money. He hands him over the shotgun and then shoots him and kills him with a rifle. DiNardo confessed to this after his arrest. DiNardo drives the property's backhoe to a remote location on the family's land. He digs a six-foot hole and puts Patrick's body in the ground and buries him.
3: And guys, if you don't know what a backhoe is, it's really just a piece of excavating equipment that's used to dig in the ground, usually. so. It's a pretty large vehicle.
2: It's like uh, the thing with the claw, right?
3: Yes, it's the one with the claw on the front. It's not necessarily enormous, but, uh, you know, it's very heavy, I'm sure.
2: Sure, sure, of course.
3: It's a big piece of machinery, for sure, for a normal person to have.
2: Day two, Patrick's grandparents report him missing. Day three, Cosmo DiNardo links up with his cousin Sean Kratz in a plan to rob Dean Finochiero. They were going to sell him a quarter pound of weed for $700. Later in the day they said instead of selling him the weed they were going to just take his money. DiNardo gives his mother's Smith & Wesson $357 to his cousin. Kratz then drives over to Finochierio's home, picks him up, and brings him back to DiNardo's property. Finochierio isn't seen after 6 30 that day. At the property, Finochierio is shot and killed in a barn. Police reports say Sean Kratz shot first, DiNardo shot second. DiNardo then wraps up Finocchiaro's body in a blue tarp, and uses the backhoe to place him in a metal tank that DiNardo calls the pig roaster. Later that day, still on day three, DiNardo plans to sell Thomas Mayo the weed. Mayo was with his friend and co-worker, Mark Sturgis. DiNardo meets with Sturgis and Mayo, and they follow him back to DiNardo's home. After arriving at the home, Mayo and Sturgis get into DiNardo's truck and drive to the family's farmland property, where Kratz was. As Mayo and Sturgis exit the truck, DiNardo shoots Mayo in the back, as he admitted to police. Mayo collapsed to the ground, screaming. Sturgis starts to run away, and DiNardo shoots at him, striking and killing him. Now out of bullets, DiNardo gets into that backhoe and drives over Mayo, crushing him to death. Absolutely brutal, Ben. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting, horrible, and brutal.
3: It's a horror movie.
2: It's a horror movie, man. I just I get chills just going through this.
3: It's disgusting.
2: It is. DiNardo then uses the backhoe again to pick up the two bodies and put them in a metal tank. The same tank where Fennocchiario's body already was. He pours gasoline into the tank and lights it. DiNardo and Kratz leave the farm without burying the burned bodies of the men. Later that night, when Finochierio didn't show up to work, his mother, Bonnie, reported him missing the police. Chillworthy, Ben. It's just disgusting. It's horrifying.
3: Yeah. It's terrifying, man.
2: And um, that's why when we call this the brutality in Bucks County, we're not exaggerating the fascination people have with this story is unreal it, it makes me sick
3: just just horrible you know just it, a it, horrible story
2: yeah for sure and here's the thing hh Holmes who some believe is Jack the Ripper's true identity who killed anywhere from 27 to 300 people used to burn the bodies in his elaborate mansion of horrors. I mean, so this is on par with what, you know, one of the most notorious serial killers of all time was friggin' doing.
3: Yeah. It reminds me most recently of, like we've said, Making a Murderer where the police found remains in a uh, charred pit around there, too. Yeah. Now, given that one is very questionable.
2: Yeah, and and, you know, another reason why we're able to do this timeline, gang, is because it's all based on DiNardo confessions to the police. Sure. So, we gotta go by that.
3: Yeah, it's not Brendan Dassey Uh, saying maybes and sure when they... Coerks him into saying something. Right. It's literally him giving full, full on detail. details right. of what investigators find likely. Right. And, you know, sometimes two and two makes four.
2: Right. Now, day four. Mayo and Sturgis never show up to work. Thomas Mayo's mother then reports him missing as well. Later in the afternoon, DiNardo and Kratz return to the farm and use the backhoe to dig a 12 and a half foot deep hole about a half a mile away from Patrick's grave and bury the pig roaster containing the charred bodies of all three men. DiNardo then gives his cousin two firearms which were a Tech 9 and a revolver. At about 5 p.m., DeNardo then contacts an unidentified male friend in Ben Salem. They meet up, and DeNardo offers to sell him a 1996 Nissan Maxima for $500. This was no- none other than Thomas Mayo's car. Right then and there, you gotta be thinking, maybe DiNardo isn't in his right mind, because this would be a dead giveaway, no pun intended, this is such a giveaway, such a, um, trail of breadcrumbs to do this.
3: Yeah, it's not the right move by any means, but once you've gone that far, you know, trying to sell a kid's car underground, on the underground yeah, black market isn't, at that point, that crazy. I'm... I mean, it's not a smart move by any means, but you've already gone past the point of no return at this point.
2: Okay, yeah. I'm not going to try to get into his mind right now.
3: uh, I will. I could imagine he doesn't have much money. From what I hear, this is all because at least three of the kids were eyewitnesses to an ongoing investigation, a pending court case, and DiNardo owed that third party money for drugs, and this was DiNardo's way of paying off his debt to that third party, was by getting rid of the, the eyewitnesses. So that's... Okay. So, from that point, it leads me to believe, I don't know how much Donardo owed that third party, I can't imagine it's an insane amount of money, probably a few thousand, and at that point, you're a guy that doesn't have much money, clearly. Now you're on the run, kind of need to go into hiding. You need some quick cash, fast. Yeah. So uh, that's what I think he was probably thinking.
2: Yeah. Day five. Police locate Sturgis' vehicle. Two hours after Sturgis's car was located, investigators located Thomas Mayo's car at Donardo's family home. With the keys to the car and the title to the vehicle, still in Mayo's name, hanging on the wall on the inside on the inside of the garage. They also found Mayo's diabetic equipment, which he would have never left behind if he truly did go somewhere else. 2:30 p.m., day five. Detectives interview Cosmo Dinardo. DiNardo tells the police that he picked up Finocchiaro at his home on July 7th and Finocchiaro asked him to drive to Langhorne, PA for a big coke deal. Donardo tells police that he responded that he did not want to go on that drug deal. Donardo then says he made Finocchiaro get out of his truck and then went fishing. Later that afternoon, Bucks County detectives interview Denardo's friend from Ben Salem. He tells them that Denardo offered to sell him an older model Nissan Maxima Day six with all four men missing. And and Benny, I have trouble calling the men. That's a part of my thing with this story. I feel bad because they were kids. They're, yeah. they're kids, man.
3: One hundred percent. Nineteen, twenty. Unreal. Just out of high school. 21, 22, yeah. Young kids.
2: They're young kids. With all four of them missing, investigators search several locations, but a signal from one of the missing men's cell phones leads them to DiNardo's family's farmland property. They then get a search warrant, hoping to find the kids alive. That very same day, DiNardo was arrested on unrelated charges and formerly dismissed firearms charges back in February. Bail was set at one million dollars. Day seven. Denardo's father, Antonio Denardo, pays ten percent of his son's one million dollar bail in cash, setting Denardo free. About fifty local, state, and federal law enforcement officers searched the farmland for the missing men. At this point, In the timeline, and this is deep in the timeline now, Benny. Over a week. Over a week into this story, with these guys are, you know, with these dead bodies, over a week, authorities are dumbing down DiNardo as just a person of interest in the disappearances. They weren't saying he was the number one suspect. They didn't want to reveal anything to the media. They were playing it very close to the vest, and they were just saying, he's a person of interest. Well. Nothing more, nothing less.
3: I feel at times like those, you try not to say something that will make that person feel as if they need to do something even crazier. Sure. Something Grand Theft Auto, like...
2: Whatever it may be. Yeah. Obviously flee. Yeah. They don't want him to flee. Um... They don't want, you know...
3: High-speed chase.
2: High-speed chases where others can get hurt. Um, Ransoms, kidnappings, um, suicide. Yeah. Then you never know what happened. Yeah,
3: public shootings, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Whatever this maniac is capable of, you don't know.
2: Authorities did not want to show their hand.
3: Absolutely, and you can't blame them.
2: Day eight. Where local... Philadelphia media coverage is, on a minute-to-minute basis, pressure mounting, police arrest Denardo again for allegedly stealing and trying to sell Mayo's car, which we mentioned earlier. At this point, Benny, it's almost like they were like, let's just get him back in our hands because we know he did it. It's just a matter of hours or days before we can totally put it on him. Absolutely. So, they know he, he didn't steal it. Sure. You know? They know he killed him and just had it there.
3: Yes, at this point, that's fair, very fair to say.
2: Right. And also at this point, Denardo's mental health becomes a popular topic of discussion. As we, it should. We hear about the ATV accident, again, which we discussed earlier, and we hear about his history of schizophrenia. The judge deemed DiNardo a grave risk and set the bail at $5 million. Not long after bail was set, investigators discovered the body of Fenochiero, as well as other unidentified human remains in a grave on the farmland. Those remains were later identified as, as Mayo and Sturgis. Fascinating, Benny, that they gave The dogs, the cadaver dogs, a lot of the credit. I didn't even know dogs were trained to sniff out dead bodies. You
3: can train a dog to sniff out anything.
2: Well, I got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me?
3: Exactly.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Yeah, no, I guess we have the bomb dogs. We have the dogs that can follow trails.
3: Drug dogs.
2: Drug dogs, of course. Yeah, sure, cadavers. Well, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I didn't know cadavers had a common smell.
1: Well, but I'm it makes sure sense. They do.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. I'm sure they do. Because everybody and... talks about how dead bodies reek.
3: Yeah. So. And at the end of the day, I don't even think it's dead bodies. Like you have recovery dogs, for instance, in like a nine eleven instance. Right. That would go through, exactly, a, go through a rubble scene. Yeah. And try and... So, I think they can just smell a human. Yeah. Same way, I don't know, your dog at home could smell you.
2: Yeah, no, it, make, it makes sense. At this point, the lead investigators are saying, it's a homicide, make no mistake about it, we just don't know how many homicides occurred. Day nine. Detectives interviewed DiNardo again where he admits to lying to police officers. He then confesses to his and his cousin's involvement in the murders, offering these gruesome details. DiNardo then gives the exact location of Patrick's body, buried in a separate grave on the property. Due to the confession, District Attorney Matthew Weintraub agrees not to pursue the death penalty against DiNardo. As Donardo was being walked out to the police vehicle, he looks at a reporter and says, I'm sorry. Once again, possibly, Benny, another sign of an unstable, schizophrenic, mentally ill person, potentially.
3: Yeah, I mean, this kid's mind just...
2: It's all over the place.
3: Yeah, it does not seem like... He's the smartest, brightest individual. Yeah, most well put together individual.
2: I mean, yeah for uh, totally Betty. Um, you're talking about committing these atrocities, these planned br- brutal atrocities and then showing remorse and regret with with uh, saying I'm sorry to reporters.
3: Just like you said, a mentally unstable person. A kid who one day wants to kill somebody, and the next day feels really bad about it.
2: Yeah. Now, after DiNardo's confession, they arrested his cousin, Sean Kratz, who says he did not shoot anyone, but was present when DiNardo killed Finochiero, Mayo, and Sturgis. He also told police where to go, to find the Smith and Wesson 357 handgun used in the killings, and the tech 9 district attorneys filed charges against Dinardo and Kratz, accusing them of multiple counts of homicide, robbery, and abuse of corpse, among other charges. Cosmo Dinardo will never see the light of day again. This screams suicide in a jail cell to me.
3: Yeah,
2: and expense. And probably his cousin is is looking at very very substantial jail time, if not life.
3: Absolutely. I mean, there's four murders, three of which you were present for.
2: It's like you know you're an accomplice. Yeah. He, there's no talk about being there against his will, being threatened.
3: An alpha dog, Justin Timberlake's character still goes to jail for a long time. Yep. And he wasn't the one that pulled the trigger?
2: Yeah. No, he... Sean Kratz is uh, in a lot of trouble here. He is not going to get off easy whatsoever, clearly.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's a bad spot for the kid, absolutely, but it's kind of a bed that he made, so now he has to lay in it. Same for his cousin.
2: District Attorney Weintraub kind of said something interesting in him. Not sure where he's going with this, but he says, "I don't know what convinced Dinardo to confess." I'd like to think that he wanted to help us get these boys home. What does that mean? Where's he get going? Get their
3: remains home. Wow. So they're not, you know, buried out in some kid's farmland.
2: It's an eerie quote, isn't it?
3: Yeah. It reminds me of something like you'd hear in the military.
2: Yeah, kind of. Boston has the Boston Strangler. New York has the Son of Sam. Chicago had H.H. Holmes. The California Hills had Charles Manson. Now Bucks County has Cosmo DiNardo. The brutality in Bucks County. We will be right back with more of this special report on the mark making a murderer, the Cosmo DiNardo story
1: Pistol shots ring out in a You are now on The Mark,
2: with Marky Mark. You know, all great scary movies, Benny, they always have comedy in them. And uh, that's because of the sway of emotions. One minute you're laughing and smiling, and the next minute you're jumping in your seat saying, oh shit. This might be some of the comedic relief in this horrific story. Cosmo DiNardo apparently messaged this girl on Facebook, and I have the dialogue in front of me, and it's it's, kind of funny in a sick, sick way. Hits her up, two texts. Hey, dinner date tonight? She responds, I'm good. Three text response from Cosmo, I, no problem. Am I too ugly for you or something? You can be honest. No response. Cosmo again. Need a ride? Question mark. No response. Cosmo again. Hey, babe. She responds. I'm not yo, babe. He responds. Three texts. Haha, what's up, girl? Hello, what's good with it? She responds. Leave me alone, please. He responds. Why, babe, I'm pretty cute, and so are you. Like, we should chill and talk more. Now, this is where it gets interesting, Benny. She responds, where's your girl at?
3: Yeah, that's about right.
2: Almost like, uh, not I don't want to say jealous, but it, it, it sounds like she's staying away from him because she thinks or is assuming that he has a girlfriend.
3: Yeah, or she just wants this guy to think for two more seconds that she might like him. Yeah, she led him on a little bit with that.
2: Ben, as a man, correct me if I'm wrong, that line right there, she led him on a little bit.
3: Sure, that line connotes interest.
2: It does. And in Cosmo's sick mind, God only knows what he's thinking. Exactly. He's probably exaggerating that in his mind to the 100th degree.
3: He's already told his boys about how he's got a girlfriend.
2: Yes, exactly. So now Cosmo rattles off all these texts with zero response. So he was asked, where's your girl at? He says, like my sister, LOL, in the room next door. Want to talk to her? I hate her. Which is kind of like a weird thing to say.
3: I mean, it's so weird. I don't even understand that first line, like my sister.
2: Yeah, I don't really either.
3: It's it's an odd it's an odd thing, like.
2: And and I don't understand this next line. Chat's good, baby G. Yeah. I'm not sure what he's saying there. You got to think he's high at this point.
3: You got to think he's, you know, a moron at sure. this point. <laughs>
2: And now here we go. This is some more of Cosmo DiNardo pursuing this uh, this lady, this this girl. Hit me up. I love you. I want to make babies asap. Let's have sex tonight. I'll meet you at your place. I mean, he's got a huge mansion. What was it, ninety acres as well? I mean, why wouldn't they meet at his lavish mansion?
3: lavish mansion? Just because you have acres doesn't mean you have a lavish mansion. No, I
2: saw pictures. It's a nice house. It's a nice home. Yeah, I I guess I wouldn't categorize it as a mansion.
3: I definitely wouldn't categorize it as a mansion.
2: Yeah, it wasn't. Compared to Skyfall Studios, it's a mansion, but... Not true. (laughs) I'll meet you at your place, he says, whenever you want. Then, with no response... This is hilarious. Okay, seriously, let's not have sex, but we can spoon. <laughs> or just make out and cuddle. I like cuddling. Do you? Or we can just talk and hold hands. Man, Benny, he negotiated himself out of that deal.
3: Yeah, he's totally negotiating against himself. Yeah. She hasn't even answered yet.
2: He clearly didn't read Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal.
3: I think that's obvious for itself. The kid... It has a lot of areas that he could have worked on in his life, and talking to girls seems to have been one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like TNJ would probably be calling him a loser right now. Mark, I also heard a story about how Cosmo got this girl's number at a concert when she was with a bunch of of friends. He started texting her every single day to hang out. They never once hung out. Not even after the concert. Probably not even at the concert for very long. She says I eventually blocked his number because if he didn't get his way, he would get so upset. I think he had anger management issues, honestly. I think that goes without saying at this point.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, anger management issues without saying mental issues without saying we hate to use that as a scapegoat though. I hate to use mental issues as a scapegoat.
3: It's no scapegoat.
2: Because
3: it's a cause.
2: Right. I'm just raising a point. Yeah. So that's why point being I hate to use mental illness as a justification.
3: I don't use it as a justification. What I think the ultimate reason why this happened was was because of missed warning signs. Now I would be never I'm never one to think that just because a kid at some point when he's 14 starts talking about how he wants to kill somebody now that kid's automatically a bad person and will grow up to be a murderer. Uh, you know, you have a lot of hormones racing at those ages and there's been some reports that as young as 14, Cosmo was telling people he wanted to kill people.
2: Right, but 14-year-olds say a lot of wacky stuff.
3: Absolutely, that's the thing. So I would never hold it against somebody to have a red flag here or there along their way. However, it seems, in retrospect, Donardo had... Way more than his fair share of red flags. Sure,
2: Multiple arrests.
3: Multiple arrests. Investigations. Investigations. When he had one semester at Arcadia, and not only did campus police receive complaints about verbal incidents by DiNardo that unnerved the university community members, but it went so far that the school sent him a certified letter stating that if he returned to campus, he'd be treated as a trespasser.
2: And wasn't he institutionalized at one point?
3: At one point he was.
2: I mean, so, yeah, these are all, you know, so it, there is some justification to these mental illness claims. Because not to jump on this other topic, but we know how the liberal media likes to say whenever a white person kills somebody, it's always a mental illness reason. Sure. You know how they do that story?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. uh, They
2: mock that reasoning.
3: Yes, I've heard that. uh,
2: That argument. Sure. That social argument.
3: Yeah, that concept.
2: Yeah. So whenever you see, uh, whenever you guys get a chance to check this out, he Snapchatted a picture of himself covered in blood and wrote, whoever jumped me is a dead man. So somebody screenshotted this and sent it to their friend, and they said Cosmo got jumped at a strip club last night. The friend res- uh, responded, "No fucking way." Then he says the, the the friend who initially screenshotted it responds, "Do you not follow him on Snapchat?" Question mark. He's an absolute psycho. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
3: Listen, man, at, over Independence Day weekend, a few days before all of this went down, he sent a very very weird video on snapchat to only a handful of friends maybe a dozen or two friends but people that have watched it were talking talking saying that he was going around threatening to kill anybody that owed him money and how he was going to get away with it as he was speaking he was lying down with guns all around him, on the bed on the bed now to me That doesn't necessarily sound like a good way to start to try and get away with it before you ever even committed the murder. Right. But what do I know? I'm no murderer.
2: Right, right. And to dig deeper into the mind of this psychopathic killer, we now have on the line, Top 10 South Philly Socialite, Gary Sauce Gerace. Gary, you are now on the mark. So let me just get a brief background on this story. Uh, you bought the Royals, the, the Dunks, from him? Yeah, the Jordan ones. Okay. It was the black and blue ones, right? Yeah. Okay. You firm requested him or he firm requested you?
0: I either one of them. I just messaged them.
2: Oh, okay. It was like on one of those meet up with Philly sneaker. people for sneaker yeah. sites on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: did you ever go? What do you mean? Did you ever get the royals from him? Yeah, he came to my work. I ran outside and grabbed him. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. That's it's not awesome, it's just unreal.
0: Yeah. I mean I wasn't with him long though. Like I, like it's the thing, like it's not like crazy about the story. Like I was literally with him for like three minutes. Like I got outside, I opened the box, made sure they were real, made sure they weren't worn. I gave him the two fifty, I just said thanks and shook his hand and walked back in work, pretty much. Like I didn't like talk like have like an in depth conversation or anything with him. Right, you know right, I mean? right. Did you
2: catch any vibes off of him, or did he just seem like a totally normal dude?
0: Nah, he was a normal fucking yeah. I just bought a pair of sneakers on pretty much yeah. Because you saw that
2: some people on Twitter are actually like doing stories about his sneaker collection. He had like I, he has like he, over two hundred Jordans or something.
0: No, nah, he's huge on that sneaker page. Yeah. So was he, was he selling a ton of them? I don't know if he was selling, buying, whatever, whatever he was doing. But I heard he was big on that page. I know know somebody else that supposedly sold him like 20 pairs of sneakers.
2: Right. So when this story first broke, you knew immediately who they were talking about.
0: No, I didn't know at all. I I, I wasn't even paying attention, to be honest with you. Some kid, some, well not a kid, he's actually an older guy. Some older guy I know was happened to be in, in my work like two days after it happened. He's like, "Yeah, hey, did you see who that was that they, they Killing all the people, supposedly? I'm like, no. They look like the new Cosmo in there. He's like, you don't know? Him? I said, well, I don't know. How the fuck I know him, I said. Right, right, he's right. Like, he had to come across him. He's like, he's huge on that sneaker page. Right. I'm like, "What sneaker page? He went to Facebook one. I was like, really? He was like, yeah, I sold him like 20 pairs of sneakers last year. He's wow. like, he's real on that page. He's like, have you been on it lately? He said they're they're all talking about it on the page how who who met up with them this and that. So I was like, so I went on the page and I seen everybody talking about. him saying how they did sneaker deals with him, this and that. Right. Like I don't remember everybody I meet. You know what I mean? I don't remember their names or not. Yeah, because like, you had, you you buy about, sneakers every weekend. Yeah. So I just went to his page, and clicked message. Right. And all oh, your old messages pop up with that person. So I was like, let me go to this dude's page. Let me see if I ever interacted with him. I went to his page. I clicked message, and here it pops up the day I put the royals on him. Right. And how long ago was that now, Gary? It was Nadia's thirty. It was the day Nadia. I remember like it was yesterday. It was the day of Nadia's 30th birthday.
2: The great April. Nadia Franzone, a yeah, high-ranking yeah. member on our yeah, yeah. uh, South yeah. Philly socialist yeah, yeah. list.
0: Yeah. It was literally the day of her 30th birthday party. Cause in the messages I say, I remember in the messages I say, yo, I'm at work till six o'clock. But I got a party at seven o'clock. I can't be late. Today. I gotta go home, shower, and right, all right. Unless you, can't, I was like, unless you can't come to my work and drop them off, I can't. I can't deal. And he wanted to come to my work. I gave him money and I rolled. I went wow. back my work. Now you. But that's how I remember because I started looking at the dates. I'm like April first. I'm like I have a party I go, What the fuck is this? And then it hit me right off the bat. I was like, oh shit, it was Naughty's birthday party that night. Now do you? And I remember buying sneakers that morning. Now do you want me to freak you out a little bit? Right.
2: He met you at work at Lil Nick's.
0: Yeah, right outside. He didn't come in or not. Right, right outside.
2: And we all know Lil Nicky is a nickname for none other than the devil. <laughs> That's a true thing. Remember the Adam Sandler movie?
0: Yeah, the movie. Yeah.
2: That's kind of, you know, it's symbolic in a way there.
0: <laughs>
2: Kid, Kid was a mass murderer. <laughs> d- d- does it? So, in retrospect, it doesn't freak you out at all. Nah, well, I yeah. know it's
0: like funny, like, you
2: know. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It, it wouldn't freak <laughs> me out did either. You,
0: did you see? Just released something on him, like like a couple hours ago. They said he committed he he um he confessed to two other murders before this.
2: Yeah, I did see that. There, there, there's some reports contradicting it. And, and in fact, though, it said those murders were in Philly. Yeah. Kinda of crazy but you see the, the pictures he was posting, like or people like screenshotting him on Snapchat. All the nah. yeah, pictures like he got jumped at a strip club and he tweeted out his broken and bloody face and he said, Whoever jumped me is you know, whatever. Sending threats out with a bloody face. He's got other pictures with a a handgun, a revolver.
0: I mean, nah, where are these pictures at? I wanna see them though, where are they at?
2: Guess what? All you gotta do is uh
0: go on twitter and twitter, twitter. and
2: just search cosmo donardo you and you'll see it won't be you know too far down and the way he inboxed a lot of these girls was absolutely hilarious that's another one you'll find some pictures of uh that we talked about earlier in the show that are just uh it's outrageous man he was uh he is a uh, a crazed individual <laughs> but you can't exactly knock the kid for DMing girls. Yeah. I mean that 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 has nothing to do with it. Nah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you remember what shoes he was wearing when he picked you
0: up? That I don't. That I don't. I, I honestly I don't even think he got out of the driver's seat. That's crazy. I mean, ha- the way I, I'll be honest, usually the way I, do, I just walk up to the car, and I like look in the window, I think oh got him, I leave him there on the. On the on the thing, I'll open them up, make sure they're fucking never worn, and I hand here you go, buddy. Hand the money, shake hands, right. And walk we'll away. It, it, I try a, to get in and out as quick as possible. It's a sixty-second interaction. Yeah, like I try to get in and out. Like I don't feel like talking to these people that I don't know. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: uh, you know, major red flag that he didn't get a chicken cutlet from your hoagie in there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a great sandwich. He's got He's got to do better than that. Definitely. <laughs> Gary, we appreciate your time, man. We appreciate the input. Uh, you're a friend of the show. You're a top-ranking South Philly socialite. We can't wait to have you back on.
0: Definitely, definitely.
2: Gary, you're the best. I'll talk to you soon, man. My right, boy, brother. Later. You know, I hate to keep going back to this South Philly socialite list, but that's what our socialites do, Benny. They mingle with people all over the region, all over the area. lot of a lot of connections these socialites have right yeah it's a part of the definition of a socialite
3: you truly don't know who these people are gonna know
2: exactly exactly
3: we got people who know people six degree of separation is nothing with us it's usually one maybe two
2: the butterfly effect
3: yeah absolutely
2: (laughs) you know what else creeps me out about uh cosmo dinardo besides that little nicky connection what's that his shaved widow's peak.
3: Oh, I hate that too.
2: That widow's peak, man, it's like a Dracula thing. Another notorious serial killer.
3: Yeah, I mean if you have a widow's peak, you have no excuse to have short hair unless you have I guess to you're have going long bald. Hair. Right. Yeah, you gotta go with the long hair. You gotta figure out something to do with it. I
2: mean he looked like Count Chocula.
3: He looked but yeah. He, it it looked so stupid with that little half shaved triangle on top of his head.
2: You have to have long hair, gang, if you have a widow's peak.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe you can blame that on the mental disorder as well. Yeah, I'm not sure.
2: Yeah. And poor friends around him, obviously, helping him do these things, sell drugs, kill. He must have a poor barber.
3: Yeah, I don't doubt he does it himself.
2: Absolutely. Good point. Fascinating that he's... Given all these confessions, and now he's admitting to killing others before this particular event even took place. Not sure I know how to justify that. Maybe he's feeling the fame of it all.
3: At a certain point, if they're going to put you away for life.
2: Why not tell them everything they want to hear? Why not or, tell
3: them everything you did?
2: Or you, you, do you think he genuinely did it? Do you think he's killed before?
3: Uh, maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. I don't think he necessarily will make it up. I think that if it's made up, it's more people outside and around the story, not yeah. so much him. Yeah, I think it's more, you know, just a false report by somebody who is close to the story.
2: Yeah, that's kind of my vibes on it, but who knows at this
3: point? Yeah, it wouldn't a sh- it wouldn't shock me. I mean, Bucks County got a lot of open land. You got a lot of funny things. A lot of people go hunting. A lot of A lot of fishy things could happen. Yeah. You never know. You never know what could happen out there.
2: Absolutely, Benny. Another thing that comes up in this story that I would just, that I, when when I almost, because I think part of the fascination with these stories is you try to put yourself in everybody's shoes. You almost try to put yourself in the victim's shoes. What would I have done if my back was against the wall like that? Sure. And it's scary to say, but when you hear these stories, part of the fascination maybe is putting yourself in the killer's shoes. What would you have done differently to get away with it? What would you have not done? What would you have done? And an alarming thing in this whole story to me that I keep running in my head is this. The money that they're talking about isn't a life-changing amount of money. No. Uh, it's not an amount of money that would ever be worth these type of drastic measures.
3: No. On any level. Not.
2: I mean, Ben, I just spent this kind of money in Las Vegas, in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada.
3: That's one of the most sad parts about this whole thing is that, you know, it was over so so little amount of money Yeah. at the end of the day.
2: An acute amount of money.
3: That... God it like obviously if you say this to the parents beforehand, they you know, would go to the cops or cause a stir, but at the end of the day it's like looking back, it's like if these parents just could have paid that debt, you know what I mean? Then their four the four kids right could totally be fine.
2: Absolutely. These were kids who thought they were potentially in the big leagues. They were not. It was a very little amount of money. And Cosmo DiNardo went absolutely ballistic. And did some very serious, horrific things.
3: Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that if Cosmo could have just paid his debt off in a different way, you know, these kids wouldn't, wouldn't be in trouble. These kids wouldn't have been in trouble. Now,
2: Benny, is it a fact that there's other people out there that Cosmo DiNardo owe, owes money to? And you think he was getting rid of these these four other drug dealers, uh, these four other kids, uh, because they were witnesses to a crime?
3: That's what I had heard.
2: W- where did you hear that, Benny?
3: One of these news sources, Marky.
2: A credible one or, or fake news?
3: Well nowadays it's always tough you know i'm reading on new york times and who can trust that liberal media crap
2: yeah it's fake news benny i'm not going to give you a you can you stay can you stay you are fake
0: news sir go ahead can you stay
3: yeah who knows maybe it was fake news marky maybe it was real news i'm willing to bet in the upcoming months something along those similar lines come out it makes perfect sense cosmo was real big into underground dealings as we heard from gary he was big on that sneaker website. Sure, he was huge on the sneaker website. He but was... in but in this story, I, w- I heard that he was very big on underground drug websites. Also, black wow. market drug websites. and
2: Which he referred to as selling firewood.
3: Absolutely. On his Facebook profile, he said he was now selling firewood. But many friends now say it was just drugs and guns. But, you know, Cosmo DiBnardo was a... Uh, Wild guy. Yeah, he would, was all over the place. It would not shock me that he owed money to somebody who is now in prison, could not pay that man that was in prison, was afraid of retaliation by that man in prison and thus got rid of the witnesses in that man's court case.
2: hmm His trial.
3: Yeah. Um and when it's all said and done, there's a chance. Cosmos somewhat gets that man off. There's mm. a chance that man now gets off.
2: So these are kind of other layers to the story, gang. That you weren't. That aren't really prevalent in the news media at the moment. But you. So you probably missed this. So now, now you're hearing it because I missed it, Ben.
3: Yeah, you know. There's. You know, a when lot people of...
2: were initially describing this story, and I said, "What the hell's going on out there?" They said, oh, "I was just some wannabe tough guy." you know, wannabe suburban kid doing uh, drug deals and this, that, and the other. And then I kind of look deeper into this story. This is major, major stuff. This is major murder.
3: It's literally a Hollywood script.
2: Yep, it's that brutal. The brutality in Bucks County.
3: I would not be shocked if the brutality in Bucks County featuring Jonah Hill... As Cosmo DiNardo was coming out in about two and a half years. Directed by Martin Scorsese.
2: Jonah Hill, that's an interesting uh, casting uh, call right there.
3: He's been getting into more serious roles. And he's the type of guy that's willing to take that artistic risk to do something he really hasn't done before. I've never seen him play a murderer before. He's been a fake tough guy plenty of times. So he would know somewhat of that role even though this fake tough guy...
2: Well, no. See, Cosmo DeNardo isn't... I'm not saying he's a tough guy. I'm not validating it.
3: I'm just There's saying he's not... There's nothing fake
2: about This is horrific.
3: I understand that point, but at the end of the day, like you said, he thought he was big league, and he wasn't.
2: See you around, Cosmo. Folks, I hope you enjoyed this on-the-mark special report Making a Murderer, the Cosmo DeNardo story. I hope we were able to update you and educate you on the events that took place seemingly historic events the brutality in bucks county i gotta be quite honest with you just doing this episode discussing this topic gave me some anger some heebie-jeebies some anxiety i do not like this type of stuff i i'm not one of those guys who's fascinated by this kind of stuff It creeps me out a little bit. I'll probably have some trouble sleeping tonight. I can't lie to you. But I hope we were able to paint a picture of the brutality in Bucks County. And as I look on the wall here at Skyfall Studios, the clock looks to be hitting that time. The bewitching hour. Good night, cool world. we fucking died
1: this is on the mark service announcement please do not miss next week's highly anticipated episode